Hi, everyone. Welcome to Morning Matcha. Today, I'm here with a special guest, Angela Kelly, who's the founder of Gutsy Mother. And we're going to talk a lot about antibiotic resistance, C. diff, and all sorts of things. So thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Nikki. This is so exciting. I'm so happy that we can share this information with people and that I can learn more about everything you're up to and C. diff and all the other things that you're working on. So thanks. So gut health is so incredibly important. Um, Almost two years ago. So I had no idea what C. diff was. I had never, never heard of it. And most Americans haven't heard. Yeah, you'll have to tell us what it is. What C. diff is. Um, so C. diff is usually if you take an antibiotic, it will disrupt your gut flora and it gives C. diff, which is a bacteria, room to really grow out of control and take over your gut and cause all sorts of horrible problems, one of which is really terrible diarrhea. And... People don't usually want to talk about diarrhea, (laughs) even though we've all had it. Um, So this is, it's a huge problem in America. There's at least 500,000 cases per year. Um, But that's, that's a low number because we're not reporting cases that are in the community. So these are cases that are coming to the hospital and being counted. But then some reports say that, as many as 40% of infections are starting in the community. So those infections aren't being reported. And then also it's becoming now a community acquired infection. So it's just out in the community. um, And you can actually, now more people are picking it up without being on antibiotics. Oh, wow. Um, And so children are now also being affected. There's on the low side, again, because we don't really know how many infections there are. There's about 17,000 pediatric infections per year. Oh my gosh. Um, And it's also- Nationwide? Yes, Mm -hmm. nationwide. But then it's also affecting um, peripartum, so pregnant women and recently postpartum women. um, Because if you go into a hospital and you're pregnant and you have a baby and you end up being- in the hospital for a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. healthcare acquired. And then you're on an antibiotic. You can end up, the spores are in the environment. C. diff spores last for a very long time in the environment, up to two years. So it needs to, everything needs to be cleaned with bleach or with UV lights um, to kill the spores. So you, they can end up coming home with you in your gut. You've been on antibiotics. The next thing you know, you have a new baby and a C. diff infection. And that's what happened to you, right? That is that is most likely our family. So my family experienced an endemic C. diff outbreak, which lasted for six months. So I had been in the hospital and I had my third baby and we came home and everything was good and wonderful. And then my husband was on antibiotics following a surgery. He started having diarrhea. I We told his doctor and his doctor said, That's sometimes a side effect of antibiotics. I mean, we've all heard that. Everybody takes yogurt or you eat yogurt Mm -hmm. with your antibiotic. Um, Did he do that? Yeah. 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 So he was taking like eating probiotics. Eating probiotics. But if you get C. diff, it's like even like eating yogurt with like C. diff, it's like shooting a bullet at a train. It's it's not going to do much. So Mm -hmm. then- Shortly after my husband um, started experiencing that, my three-year-old, who had not been on antibiotics, started having bloody mucousy diarrhea 10 times a day. I brought her into her doctor and I said, what is this? <laughs> what is mm-hmm. this? This is not, this is not okay. And they said, oh, you know, it's probably toddler's diarrhea. And then it went on for another week and or maybe like four days. And then she said, let's test for C. diff. I don't think it's C. diff, but let's test for it. And I say, what is, what is C. diff? Yeah. So then I go on Dr. Google mm-hmm. and I'm Googling <laughs> and then it says horrible, deadly intestinal infection that kills, you know, it kills 20%, like 29,000 in the first 30 days of getting it. 29,000 people die in the first 30 days of getting it. 
And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? What did you do when you read that? I like, were you crying? Were you up? I was thinking, I was thinking there's no, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way that my three-year-old daughter has the number one urgent threat from the CDC superbug. It's just not, not possible. Mm -hmm. And then they called me back that night and they said she has C. diff. So we started her on um, an antibiotic called um, Flagyl, which is no longer um, part of the treatment guidelines, the SHEA. So the Infectious Disease Society of America, they changed the guidelines. So Flagyl is no longer um, considered a first line to treat um, C. diff, which is very important that people know because it knocks out the rest of the good gut bacteria. And then with C. diff, it can keep recurring over and over again because you knock out the antibiotics kill the good gut flora and then you take more antibiotics to kill the c diff so then it just grows back so um so there's different treatments for it now how did you educate yourself on all the resistance i mean if this is what your doctor is telling you to do is take the that antibiotic which is the wrong one. And then I know later you took the right one. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, so people don't, it, we're lagging behind. We're lagging behind on C. diff, mm-hmm. um, which is incredibly unfortunate. We need, especially now that it's out in the community and so many people are getting it. Everybody needs to know about it and Mm -hmm. everybody needs to know the risk that they are taking when they take an antibiotic. So if someone's taking an antibiotic for a self-diagnosed sinus infection (laughs) or or a a terrible cough or a really sore throat that could be strep, um, they need to realize the risk that they are taking. They need to be ready to deal with the consequences of that, which could be a horrible superbug infection that, I mean, we disappeared off the face of the planet for six months. People thought that we moved. Oh my God. People thought that, you know, um, I had people ask me if I had cancer because I was, I had lost, um, I went from 132 pounds postpartum to 112 pounds in less than two months. My hair was falling out. I, I couldn't, it was an absolute disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so doctors are lagging, lagging behind and we need to keep them up on the research. Um, there's different treatments now. There's, um, there's an antibiotic called fidexomycin, which it's very expensive, but it is targeted to the C. diff bacteria. And so it helps keep it from turning into spores and hiding because it hides in spore form inside your intestines and then it's just there waiting to get activated waiting to be activated and waiting to have that room so it's waiting there until you take antibiotics again to wake up and but now you're saying people who even don't take antibiotics even are susceptible to it yes yes so there's different strains of it now where Mm. it's getting to be stronger more aggressive and then also people in the community, we're eating different. And mm-hmm. so if you're, there's a new, so researchers think there's a new, um, there's a sweetener called trehalose, which is, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a thickener and a sweetener and it's in ice cream and it's in toothpaste. Um, and it came out in, it used to be more expensive to make, but they made it a lot cheaper. And then they just put it in everything in 2007. Of course. And it coincides with the beginning of this huge C. diff explosion. Okay. So there may be something. So it feeds the C. diff. Yes. That's yes. what they think. Or... They think that it feeds C. diff. And then also we're altering our microbiomes. People are taking PPIs like it's candy um, for, you know, reflux and things like this. Um, What's PPI? Like um, Tums or something or? Um, like acid suppressors. Okay. Um, like if you're having heartburn or things like mm-hmm. that, it makes your stomach. So it's your stomach acid. So it's not so acidic, which is that's your part of your defense against yeah. things like that. And then also, you know, who knows with eating all these foods that are raised with antibiotics, who knows, you know, mm-hmm. they're, if, if the they're, animals are, yeah, they're pumping all these. So if you 
you know, you want to buy foods that are not raised with antibiotics. Because mm-hmm. who knows, you know, they're giving all these massive amounts of antibiotics to keep the animals not sick when they're like really sick and make them fat. And then what is it doing to our microbiome? Yeah. And it, can it be transferred through water? It can. Like with, um, so on a farm with the livestock or like even here. Yes. Yeah. So you can, um, C. diff is actually in it's been found in lots of foods. So it's the spores and seed. It's found in like ground turkey, especially it's on lettuce. Um, so we're being, but C. diff is everywhere. It's like, Great. It, <laughs> like they found, um, researchers found just tons of it in like children's sand pits, like at the oh, park, okay, so yeah. it's all over parks. It's on shopping cart handles. It's obviously in bathrooms. It's, you know, there's all these, um, it's on the bottom of people's shoes a lot. So you're going to be exposed to it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is you don't know if you have the spores in your gut, you're just, and you're just going along and everything's great until you take an antibiotic. Um, and people don't realize that there's also, um, another super bug threat is CRE, Mm, um, I've never heard of that. Carbonatum resistant enterococci, I think is how you say it, but it's, um, it's the nightmare bacteria that was never supposed to really make it to the U S and they found a couple hundred cases in New York and they said, Oh, we're never going to let it get out of New York. Like recently. Yes. And in the last year, like um, Lester Holt was on NBC and he says, don't take antibiotics. There's a a danger in taking antibiotics, but then he didn't really elaborate on Mm -hmm. it. And I'm going, Tell say people. something, tell people, yeah. say why, but it's just such a complicated issue. But then CRE's here now, CRE's here in California. Um, so there's a CDC program called Shield OC, where they're trying to keep um, CRE from proliferating into nursing home, long-term care facilities. Because mm-hmm. um, is... In nursing homes. It's in nursing homes and in these long-term care facilities. And nobody, I mean, doctors and nurses in the healthcare system knew it was there, but nobody was really talking about it, um, which is terribly sad. Yeah, these are at-risk people. I mean, we're talking about old people, elderly people, children, women who have just given birth or pregnant women. I mean, it's ridiculous that it's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And people need to be given the opportunity to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. They need to know that this is a huge risk. When, when you go into the hospital, you need to know how to protect yourself. And so you need to remember the hospital isn't your home. Mm-hmm. You don't live there. It's where really sick people go mm-hmm. to be treated. And there's dangerous things there. And you need to like have your partner put on gloves, ask for germicidal wipes, which they use. They're different than just like wipes that you get in the store that are like for cleaning your kitchen. Mm-hmm. They have higher concentrated bleach in them, which kills the C. diff spores. So you can ask them for the hospital germicidal wipes wipe down the bed rails, wipe down, you know, bathroom points, high touch points, and then take a probiotic. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be in the hospital, take a really like a high quality probiotic, not something off like a store shelf. Yeah. 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 Let's get into, I want to talk about probiotics, but first I want to talk about why don't, I mean, what measures do they take in the hospitals to prevent it? If we know that bleach and UV uh, light can kill the spores. Do they clean with that? So they do clean with it. And it's a, I under, it is a very hard thing to tackle. We have a massive population who's coming in and out. So it is an environmental services mm-hmm. a problem where, you know, you need your staff to be appropriately cleaning and they have to be trained. And there's a lot of communication that goes into that. And also putting people on quarantine, which they do, um, I was on quarantine. And you were? Yes. And my daughter was. Self-appointed she, or? No. Um, so my daughter, because hers was a recurrent infection. So she was three and had six months of C. diff. So we, she was on a vancomycin taper, um, which is where you let the spores wake up and then you kill them with 
so it was um, 13 weeks long. Wow. Of four times a day um, tapering her medicine. So, but in that time, she was still um, on contact precautions. So every time that we would go to, we really didn't, we didn't see family. We didn't see friends um, just because we, you don't want to, especially when she was active. I mean, because tons and tons of people are carrying the spores and that's not a problem to people. But if you're having an active infection, that can be a problem. Um, so you were responsible and not yes, the and other I, people. I didn't want to um, go into a doctor's office where other people were going to be on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. They're at risk. They have compromised immune systems. So like when we would go in, they would take us through a back entrance and everyone would put on their yellow gowns and glove up. Um, and so it was it was an interesting experience. And I myself, when I had C. diff, was also um, in isolation and on contact precautions. And so was my husband. Oh, my gosh. Um, which is an interesting experience. But high bonding experience. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. One of my best friends, I was the last one in our family to get C. diff. And I called her and I said, I can't believe it. I have C. diff. This is so horrible. What am I going to do? And she's like, well... You've joined the rest of your family. What a positive friend. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, so it's a it's a very complicated um, problem, and so and because the seed of spores last so long in the environment, up to two years, they can just be hiding out in other parts of the hospital. And um, like I read a recent article that said the number one place. Uh, for the spores was in the CT machine in the ER. So it's like on things that aren't being commonly cleaned thoroughly. Um, But then also I think from talking with a lot of different infectious disease doctors um, now has been antibiotic stewardship Yeah, is just what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of hospitals have in place now antibiotic stewardship programs, which are so important, Um, knowing what antibiotics to give out and when and when to pull those back. Because in the in the UK um, and Canada, they have greatly reduced their C. diff rates Um, with antibiotic stewardship. Yes. And how does that affect like how hospitals get paid? Like. Cause that's going into big pharma, right? Um, and how often they give out antibiotics? Do they get paid for that, or is it? Well, I'm I'm not really. C diff is a hugely expensive problem, so it makes sense for the hospital to try and reduce their. Well, and they don't get paid, so there are um, penalties. If you, so there are penalties in place. Um, I believe, so it's very expensive though. It's $4.8 billion at minimum per year that it costs a hospital, um, in the U S and then, you know, our tax dollars do go to these public institutions. Mm -hmm. And then that's why we need to know the real numbers Mm because we are paying for that. Mm -hmm. We're paying for it. So we need to bring down the these, cost, the cost. Yeah. And C. diff is massively expensive. So they're so now they're in t- implementing an um, antibiotic stewardship. Yes. Which would bring down their cost as well. I mean, nobody wants C. diff in mm-hmm. their hospital. I mean, it damages your reputation. Yeah. It, hurt, it hurts patients. It hurts your staff. Um, I've had so many nurses reaching out to me on my site where it's just heartbreaking. And then they can't really speak up against the hospital unless, I mean, they're in a union, but you know, Mm -hmm. it risks their job. Um, nobody really wants to say that they've had C. diff. Um, so I mean, nobody wants it there. Doctors don't want it there. The hospital administration, I mean, you know, we have some of the most prestigious hospitals in the country right here. And it's shocking to rates. know that they have some of the worst C. diff rates in the entire country. California, we're a, a wealthy, prosperous state. We have the worst C. diff problems in the U.S. I wonder what it, I, I wonder if 
people are more likely to take antibiotics here than elsewhere or because they don't like maybe the lifestyle is like can't take time can't off take work time off gotta yeah. keep gotta keep going gotta yeah gotta get back to work gotta get back on it mm-hmm. um when really you just need to take the time to rest and get better mm-hmm. like this past um I am definite you always need to go with what your I mean well you can question what your doctor says but yeah you know go with your doctor's advice I am not a doctor mm-hmm. um but this past year after having C. diff I got pneumonia Um, Oh my gosh. Which was such a bummer. Um, So I'm there in the urgent care center. They just did my chest x-ray and I'm crying and they tell me, you know, you have mild pneumonia. Mm -hmm. Um, You need to start an antibiotic tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, I can't can't take an antibiotic. Um, So then I called my doctor in tears and what am I going to do? And he says, okay, well, I'll prescribe you, um, this $4,000 medication that you took with C. diff, um, phidexamycin and the antibiotic, which certain antibiotics are higher risk. Some are lower risk. So he prescribed me a lower risk antibiotic. So like cephalosporins are higher risk, um, Cipro. Um, so he prescribed me Bactrim and then so I, why is it lower risk? Um, cause some, for C. diff specifically or yes, in general, oh, for okay. C. diff. So mm-hmm. some, um, antibiotics are just like a carpet bomb. Mm-hmm. It's like everything in your gut is dead. Yeah. But then C. diff can live through anything. It's oh like God. the cockroach yeah. of the world. <laughs> and then it just oh comes up and takes over. Um, so some of them are lower risk. And then I am driving around at night trying to find my medicine with pneumonia. And then it turns out insurance won't cover the $4,000 one. $4, one unless I have a positive test result again. So they wanted, I had to actually have C. diff again to get, to get it. So they don't let you prevent. No. Um, so they said, what'd you do? I did not take the antibiotic. Yeah. Um, so I talked with either antibiotic or- either. Wow. Yeah. So I, um, which, you know, don't, don't no one prom- do that yeah. on their own, but I went along with my infectious disease doctor, um, my general care practitioner and my husband doc- or my cousin, not my husband, uh, husband. <laughs> my, my cousin, doctor dude, who he's like a 35 year, uh, trauma doctor. Oh, wow. And everybody said, do not take the antibiotic. Your risk of having C. diff again and dying from C. diff is way higher. Yeah. So I went on bed rest and I wrote it out and I took natural homeopathic remedies and I got better. How long did it take? It took like a little bit over two weeks, mm-hmm. which is that's a that's, long it's time. It's pneumonia though. So it's like, yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. It's a long time, but do you know what's longer? Dying. Having, <laughs> <laughs> having, having, I was going to say, um, having C. diff for <laughs> six months or some people have C. diff for years yeah. and fight it. And oh it's, my gosh. It is horrible. On and off. Like, on and off. Or some people have it for like a year or two years that they're fighting. And it's, oh my gosh. It's so horrible. Um, and then they end up, luckily now the FDA has cleared, um, FMTs, fecal transplants. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yes. Um, so that's, will you explain a little bit about yes. fecal transplants? So, Cause I think it's such a foreign concept to a lot of people still. It was to me Yeah. when I first started this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so my daughter had the recurring C. diff, which is an absolute nightmare. She was I mean, my poor baby was three years old and she was going poop like 30 times a day. Mm. She was having rectal prolapses where her actual inside of her butt was coming out. Um, and we would have to take her into the ER and they'd have to reinsert it. And it was like a whole, she had a oh fever. My gosh. How she, many times did that happen? That happened twice, which is extremely rare. Um, so then and we went, painful. it was, it was horrible. So we went through the cystic fibrosis testing, which she doesn't have. Um, cause they're wondering if there's like underlying immune issues, but she doesn't have any, it was just that horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had like 105 fever. She was to just lay around all day and be like completely white and pale and not moving. It was, I, I really wondered if she was going to die. Um, and my doctor and I, my doctor 
her, my pediatrician is amazing. Oh, and she called good. me every single night for six months. Wow. She called that's... me from her family vacations in San Francisco. She's an angel on earth. Um, but so we went through all these different treatments and then we got to the vincomycin pulse. And once you have recurrences, you are, every time it happens, it's more likely to reoccur. Oh, okay. Um, so I think by the time we got to Arden's, it was on the fourth try, it was like had a 60% failure rate or higher, 80%, something like that. So I'm going, well, what, what next? Yeah. Um, cause we were offered, offered the phytoxomyosin trial. Um, but it was a double blind and I couldn't risk even yeah. one more day, um, of her going that much. And also I had just been sick myself and had been on antibiotics. So I was at risk for contracting it. Mm -hmm. So I'm caring for her. And then, you know, you have to wash in between for at least 30 seconds, glove up, use oh all the disposable things. So, I mean, it's, it's an all, and it doesn't stop at night. It's just like, yeah, it continues. Continuous. Did you ever feel like, I mean, it's your daughter. Like, did you ever feel like you just, you didn't want to touch her, but then you felt guilty? Yes. It oh was my gosh. horrible. I, yeah, I'm It was sure. horrible. And, you know, I asked um, my doctor, I was like, or my our pediatrician, I'm like, I'm scared to touch my own three-year-old. That's terrifying. I'm, yeah. I'm scared to touch her. And she said, you know, wear gloves and then wash your hands after, which it's my, my baby. baby. Yeah. It was, um, it was really just heartbreaking. Um, but so then our next step after that was going to be a fecal transplant. Mm -hmm. Um, so we met with the, this amazing gastro, uh, doctor at chalk, um, who he is differing in his opinions. So it's a lot of, a lot of doctors feel so up to 80% of babies carry C. diff. Oh, okay. Because. <laughs> Great. <laughs> know, but not yours. Yeah, um, not mine. <laughs> um, so, because C. diff is everywhere in the environment. There's tons of it in hospitals. Mm -hmm. And then you bring it home. Mm -hmm. um, so, but he differs in his opinion that some babies do actually experience C. diff infections. Because mm -hmm. it it's thought that the receptors in the gut can't distinguish the toxins. Mm -hmm. So babies can't suffer from C. diff infections, but things are changing. So this is controversial and I'm sure a lot of people will disagree with me on it, but I went through yeah. my baby having a C. diff infection and just tons of mucus, tons of blood. Well, not tons of blood, but blood and just like sludge pouring out of him. So I've seen that happen. Um, so he's treated tons and tons of lots of kids who've had, C. diff infections. So our next step with him was doing a fecal transplant, which, um, is where you take the stool from a healthy donor and you insert it into, um, into the host through usually through an enema. Um, so they take the, the poop and they put it in a blender and they slur, they turn it into a slurry. Okay. And they go in through a a colonoscopy usually mm -hmm. some people do at home fecal fecal enemas yeah i've heard that. yes so they're, they're just on their own because it's expensive right it's, yeah it, well usually actually insurance covers it now and mm -hmm. it's actually much cheaper than fidexomycin so it's actually oh. going to be like the new it may be the new standard of care mm -hmm. so people are going to be hearing a lot more about, about fecal transplants mm -hmm. um there's just there's too many people who have c diff and the other, and it's also, it is very effective. Um, but some people do need more than one. Some people need multiple. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. But, and then also, um, but it's health. It seems like it would be healthier. In it a has way. a really high cure rate mm -hmm. and it actually, it's really interesting because the whole microbiome from the, um, the other person is really transferred into you have a whole new microbiome. Mm -hmm. So people who I've talked to who have had FMTs say across the board, pretty much everyone I've talked to, except for two people have all said that they would do it again in a heartbeat. Wow. Um, and that they actually like, they have like desire for different foods or they like can handle eating foods that they couldn't before. Um, so it's really, really interesting. It's kind of like the new frontier. Um, there's a company called, or a nonprofit called um, Open Biome. Mm -hmm. Um, so they are in Massachusetts and they, um, they actually 
people there who are healthy donors, you get paid to be in the study and they drop off <laughs> specimens and regularly and they freeze it. And I, for a, a cost, I think it's like $635, $685. Then it's delivered to the doctor, like as a frozen mm-hmm. poopsicle. <laughs> and it's, and it's all cool. yeah and and they it, test it it's all tested it's tested to see how healthy they are and then that they don't have any diseases mm-hmm. because it, that's one of the scary things about mm-hmm. people doing um fmts at home is you don't know you don't know you could be at risk for hepatitis for hiv for um all these different parasites you you have no idea yeah um they've even started seeing that the microbiome is somehow related to like the development of alzheimer's and certain cancers Yeah, because it's all connected the gut brain connection the gut brain connection is real i wonder if you Um, like think differently or you know i yeah I don't know. So it's, crazy. it's pretty interesting. So stuff. Arden had that. No. So oh, okay. we were um, lined up to do that. So uh, my mother-in-law went in and went through testing and we made sure it, cause if you're not using um, for us, we were going to use a close family member and the closest oh, family member who Donna was Donna. Amazing. Um, cause the rest of the family had C. diff. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone had C. diff. Everyone but had C. diff. So, um, oh, but okay. the, taper worked for us and we did a lot of really high quality probiotics um while she was going through the taper so you always have to make sure to take your probiotic three hours after your antibiotic because otherwise the antibiotic just kills it Mm -hmm. um so we did that with Arden we were prescribed um a really high quality probiotic Um, I didn't even know they prescribed probiotics so there is there's vsl3 mm-hmm. which is um prescribed it's prescription and it's a medical food um so you keep it refrigerated it comes as a powder so we took that and then um she also took bio which is a mm-hmm. um it's been voted top by pharmacists for like three years um which you also keep refrigerated or they have capsules um and then we also did um saccharomyces boulardii which <laughs> wow, it's a strain. It's a yeast. Oh, okay. So it's it's a different. Um, it is a probiotic, but you can take it at any time. Mm. With like, you can take it with your antibiotic, mm-hmm. um, and it's actually clinic. It's shown in studies um, that it helps prevent C diff recurrences. Oh, okay. So it keeps all the goobies, all the bad bacteria, from adhering um, in your intestinal tract. So. I will be taking that for the rest of my life yeah. and my kids will too. So yeah. we use like a powdered form and they love it. It's banana flavored and they open their mouths and sprinkle it in. And where do you get that? Um, you can get it on Amazon. Cool. Or, yeah. So there's, there's a couple of different brands. So it's a preventative yes. measure. Okay. Yes. Anyone can take it. Anyone and- can take it. Um, yeah, we've, we've had good results with Saccharomyces mm-hmm. boulardii and I will continue taking that. They actually found, um, so the, a guy who discovered it was Henri Boulard. It was like in 1923. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in Southeast Asia and he saw like the native people um, chewing on lychee fruit um, and some mango, mango something or other. And they were chewing on it to prevent the symptoms um, from cholera or to treat the symptoms from cholera. And cholera is actually related to, to C. diff. C. diff. Okay. Um, it's all in the same family, like tetanus, cholera, and C. diff. Um, they're just like big honking bacteria are they trying to make vaccine for it or they are Mm -hmm. they are there are a lot of big pharmaceutical companies who are working on a vaccine it's Mm -hmm. actually a huge um like all the big pharma is working on trying to -hmm. solve this there's some new there are also some new antibiotics that are in the pipeline where they're just targeted to C. diff. C. diff or like CRE or, well, so the, or is it just with CRE, there isn't, there's not a lot to treat it. It has like a, a death rate of like 50%. Oh my God. So yeah. And that's here. It's here in California. Wow. So if you get CRE, um, it's really just supportive measures. <gasps> so it's just giving you fluids and trying to let your body heal itself. And these are all super bugs that are coming from Antibiotic per, overuse, yeah. antibiotic overuse, and then um, the bacteria can like talk amongst each other and transfer these genes that keep them 
from being able to be killed mm-hmm. by um by antibiotics. So That's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing how much you've learned in the last year about all this. I've learned a lot. It's been it's been a really interesting ride. And there's just so many amazing things that are happening in this whole um like there's now they're working on um it's like a treatment for C. diff that's like the it's modeled after the human microbiome. So it's like introducing it's like a fecal transplant, but with no fecal transplant Interesting. that's being worked on. Um, they're actually working on like for women who are having a C-section. Now there's like micro birthing, which is vaginal seeding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like so the swabbing. Yes. So you take it's it's not so much in the U.S., although some people do do it, mm-hmm. but they take like a, a sheet from the vaginal secretions and put it on the baby's face and oh. introduce the baby that way. Because babies who are actually born um, by C-section have different microbiomes than babies who are born vaginally. Yeah. So it's, it's something that's established at birth. We each have these, uh, our own very individual microbiomes. It's really incredible. And last time we were speaking, you had mentioned when you give your baby an antibiotic, it changes their microbiome. It does. It does. So it's best. um, Our infectious disease doctor was very insistent on this. In the first year of life or so, you really don't want to give an antibiotic unless you really have to. Mm -hmm. Because even as adults, when you take an antibiotic, you can kill off. There's all these tons of different, it's like this robust rainforest in Mm -hmm. your gut. And you want as many different species in there protecting you as possible. All these different strains, all these different bacteria. Um, But then you take an antibiotic and you lose them. And some of them never come back. Mm. Um, They're just gone. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's been, I'm, I'm constantly trying to like cultivate the good bacteria. So I'm always eating like sauerkraut and kimchi and, um, yeah, I do. I've gone dairy free, so I don't do the kefir so much, but I Mm -hmm. do like kombucha. Yeah. Yes. I'm a big kombucha fan. I want to talk about how other countries, like you were saying in Canada with BioK, um, in the hospitals, right? Are yes. They, yeah. So in Have Canada, um, it's just you take an antibiotic, they give out BioK in the hospitals. Which is so, ex- I mean, it's like a really nice high-end probiotic. It is. It's expensive. Yes. But it's amazing that they're, they know the value yes. in protecting their patients. Yes. Yeah. And it was recently shown that probiotics do help prevent C. diff infections. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's home uh, like scared shitless (laughs) of C. diff, whether like me, they're pregnant, they're about to go to the hospital or they have a procedure, they have to take an antibiotic in the hospital or just anything like how can you prevent it? And what have you learned? Because you mentioned changing the way you eat as well. Yes. Um, take a high quality probiotic. Mm -hmm. Um, avoid antibiotics where you can. I know that you can't always avoid it. Um, I've changed up my diet, um, to be anti-inflammatory. Um, so I've taken out dairy. Um, I make sure that all of my foods are well sourced. So I know where they're coming from and I'm avoiding, I, I've had to do a lot of gut healing. Mm -hmm. Um, I really thought that I would never be back to normal. Um, and I do, most people who've had C. diff do suffer with post-infectious irritable bowel syndrome. Um, I'm actually getting a lot better, which is phenomenal. Um, But I do, ever since having C. diff, I did develop um, psoriatic arthritis, which Mm. I did not have before. Um, And I've come across a fair amount of women who have also developed psoriasis. What is that? It's um, psoriasis, and then it affects your joints. Mm. Um, So it kind of just... you can't definitively say that they're related or not, but mm-hmm. I didn't have it before and now I do. So I tried to have an anti-inflammatory diet to sort of manage everything. That's so good. But yeah, always, always take a high quality probiotic mm-hmm. with an antibiotic. And, you know, there's so many people where they're part of the health and wellness culture and they know so many things about health and they're 
taking turmeric, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Love turmeric. And they're juicing and they source all their foods and they do all these things and they work out and they take care of themselves. And, you know, you see them on Instagram, you see them everywhere. But then they're missing the antibiotic part. Yeah. It's, they're still taking it. Yeah. yeah. So they, you know, they get a little bit sick and then they're on an antibiotic and they don't realize that they just wiped out years of, of their whole gut flora. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that this is just out there in the community. Mm-hmm. Like having horrible infectious diarrhea for six months or more mm-hmm. can be a real a real downer. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and being in quarantine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, I really am so happy that you're spreading this knowledge and you have gutsy mother and yes. people are finding you. Yes. And because I'm, there's like nothing out there. There, there isn't enough. And it's one of the, I started working, um, I'm on staff with a nonprofit, um, out of Brooklyn called the Peggy Lillis foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really lucky to find them because it's just, there's not enough people talking about it because the healthcare community doesn't seem to want to talk about mm-hmm. it. So now there's like hashtag C diff. Yeah. So I see, so it's <laughs> oh on Instagram, gosh. it's on social media, it's all these places. And then there's like people asking C diff is a hashtag. And it's like, yes. Yeah. Cause C-diff that's how is a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Cause it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Um, so I was very fortunate to find the Peggy Lillis Foundation. Um, so they're working in um, like lobbying efforts to um, to change the laws here, hopefully in California, because um, there's only two states, Illinois and Washington, that actually report CDF on death certificates. Oh my gosh! So and it, as someone where my whole family had CDF, like I really wondered. <sighs> is anyone even going to know what happened to us? Yeah. (laughs) You know? So I called the public health department and I'm like, we all have C. diff, you know, can you check out the hospital where we were? Can you check out the surgical facility Mm -hmm. where my husband was? And they're asking me, what do you want us to do? And I'm going, are you kidding me? Yeah. You need to to do something. Yeah. You know better what to do than I do. I never even heard of it until three months ago Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. So then they said, well, you should call the CDC. Oh, wow. So I called the CDC and I'm like, help. Yeah. (laughs) We all have C. diff and I'm afraid that we're going to die. What Mm -hmm. do I do? And I could hear the guy looking up on his... What it is? And I'm going, oh, my god! And then he's like, you know what? It's not a reportable disease. <gasps> and I'm going, are you kidding me? Whooping cough is a reportable disease. Yeah. Like, when my girlfriend and her family all got whooping cough, they all had to take antibiotics, and they had to report every single case. This is a major super bug that mm-hmm. kills more people than AIDS and drunk driving combined. Mm-hmm. And we're not reporting it? That's ridiculous. Like you can press you, you can you can report this. We can know we need to know what the numbers are, especially here in Cal- like California where it's such a big problem. So the reporting in Washington and Illinois on death certificates and It's required in those states. Yes, mm-hmm. but it's not required anywhere else. Anywhere else. So that's what you're working on. Yes. So I'm working on um, our campaign, which is make C. diff count. That's awesome. So we're trying to um, have reporting for healthcare acquired or healthcare associated infections like C. diff, VRE, CRE, report them. So people who are harmed by them, people who die, we need to know. We need to know what happened to these people. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not right. It's not right to not talk about it. Do you talk about your work on Gutsy Mother? I do. Oh, cool. So people can get involved and help out? Yes. People can get involved. I mean, please share, share our videos, share what we're working on. Um, This isn't just something that doesn't happen to people. Mm -hmm. Like I get so many people sharing their stories where they are young women who are like 22 years old, haven't been on antibiotics. And next thing you know, their whole life is blown up. They can't work. They can't leave their house. Um, you know, it's because it's part of like poop 
mm-hmm. people, you know, it no makes, one wants it, to talk about no it. No one wants to talk about it. Yeah. But. But we need to start somewhere. We have somewhere. to talk yeah. about it. We yeah. have to talk about it because it's not it's not just elderly people. It's not just sick people, um, which we should have been talking about it even then. Yeah. It's not right just because people are in a nursing home or are older or have cancer or these things to just say, oh, well, you're sick. So you need to have, yeah, you know, you're already sick. You're already so. sick. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's been amazing the amount of people that have C. diff who are in my life that I didn't even know about because nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. So it's like a sorority sister who I went to school with, I was dodging around the issue and I'm saying, she's saying, where have you been? What happened to you? Like your social media has gone dark for like five months. Like, are you dead? Are you alive? And I'm like, well, my daughter has an intestinal infection. That's all you said. Yeah. And then she goes, is it C. diff? And she's like, I had it too. I've had it seven times. And she's like, I went into the hospital um, to, I had surgery when I was pregnant. I came out with C. diff and now, you know, it keeps coming back. And I'm going, are you kidding me? You've been suffering with this for this whole time. And I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And then um, one of my daughter's friends who lives right across the park, she just turned five. Um, She was in chalk for many months and Mm. had a recurring C. diff infection for six months. Um, a friend of mine, her husband went in for chemo at a hospital in this area and he died three days later from a C. diff infection. Oh my gosh. Um, and then surprisingly, I was very surprised. Um, two of my neighbors who I didn't really know that well, but they had kids and we'd always be like, Hey, Hey, how are you? And so I was telling them how I had gone back to work and I was working for the Peggy Lillis foundation. And everybody says, what is that? And I say, um, it's a C. diff awareness and advocacy group. And usually people are like, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's a super bug and you get it if you take antibiotics, which is like a very, but they both said C. diff. And one of the moms says, I had C. diff and my son did too. When <laughs> she I was, was excited when to tell I you. Was pregnant, but <laughs> oh she was gosh. one of the lucky ones who took the, the like, right medicine. No, the, oh. she just took the old. So C. diff has kind of been evolving and changing. And so this was like five Getting years ago. Stronger. And she took the older one and she got better in one try, mm. which is normally what happens. It, that's what needs to happen for people. Yeah. But then my other neighbor, she had it too. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, that so means that there's three people on my street that I know of, and I haven't even talked to my other neighbors. Yeah. So I don't know. But I mean, these were years apart. So I don't think it's like we're all spreading C. diff to each no, other. No, yeah. It's just that it's out there and it's, it's not being there. reported. Yeah. And people need to know. Yes. That not just C. diff, but there's so many other things that. That are these horrible infections bugs, yeah. that we're not, these horrible super bugs that we're not tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like everyone in the healthcare community knows about it. Cause like some of my like friends who are nurses, like we were at the 4th of July together and we're like new ish friends. And so we were talking about how she gives her kids probiotics every day at three o'clock religiously. Yeah. Do you have to do it at the same time? No, but she okay. does. Cause she's very organized. Okay. And so I was like, so what made you start taking probiotics? And she's like, well, we all had this horrible stomach flu that lasted. It hit all of us. And it was like for like 10 days and we all thought we were going to die. And I was like, mm. I had something like that happen, but it was for around like six months. And she's like, did you all get C. diff? And I was like, yes. And she's like, yeah, that happens. Oh, my and I was gosh. Like, so all of you know about it, but all but of we us don't. don't know about it. Yeah. So that's a problem. That's a problem because mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to solve it unless the rest of the community gets involved. And I mean, the wellness and health community and like, especially moms too, mm-hmm. are where I think that's going to start. Yeah. Because I mean, people who you meet are, they know about the microbiome mm-hmm. and they know about gut health. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the place to start the conversation. Yeah. And then with, moms and with pregnant women, they're just at such, they are really at risk for C. diff infections. Like people may like to say that they're not, but like all I get are emails Mm -hmm. from new moms with, especially you go to the park, you go do all these things like, well, and with little babies, cause I mean, babies do carry C. diff. It's Mm -hmm. like, 
up to 70, up to a higher. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of babies carry C. diff. And so then like you I've, take, ant- you antibiotic, take antibiotics and the then... next thing you know, you have C. diff. So I've run into like some families where like they have a baby in the house. Then they all took an antibiotic for strep. Mm-hmm. Then everybody has C. diff. And it's really difficult to treat because the spores are so hard to clean too. So it's like all through the environment. So like you need like a massive like UV light. Yeah. Like all your lights need to be UV in your house. We did um, a hydrogen peroxide fog. So we had a company that's in Orange County (laughs) and they fogged the whole house with hydrogen peroxide. And then I also became a minimalist. So that's yeah. You just threw everything out. (laughs) I threw everything out. I was like, this is gone. This is gone. If you can't clean it with bleach, like it's gone. Oh my God. They need to like give C. diff to the people on those hoarding shows. (laughs) That's how they actually get rid of everything. Everything's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I didn't, I don't have that like attachment. Yeah, to that's so good anymore, which is good. Yeah, you know, I I don't save a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, I save like some really great artwork that my kids make, like a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I may take pictures of other ones and then I talk. That's a good idea. I'm gonna definitely <laughs> do that. Actually, <laughs> well, it was so fun having you, Thank you and learning so much for having me. It means a lot. This is really this is something that we all start have. We have to talk about. This. Yeah, yeah. It was super fun. So how can people learn more about you and find out more if they want to get involved? Well, check out my website, Mm -hmm. um, gutsymother.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, And then you can also, of course, check out the Peggy Lillis Foundation. Um, And if someone, if you or someone you know, you know, is suffering with a C. diff infection, you can also find us at the Peggy Lillis Foundation um, and submit your story and we're fighting for it. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a comment or review and share with your friends. I'm always reading our comments and love hearing from you. So keep in touch and I'll see you next time.